Everyone knows that referrals are the key to selling more while prospecting less. In this episode, we talk to the guy who wrote the book on using referrals to create a perpetual revenue system. What are the tools and techniques he recommends? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. What many of you may not know, and I get questions occasionally about where the guests for the podcast come from, all the guests, almost without exception, unless I've read somebody's book and I invite them to, to join us, almost all of our guests come from referrals. And it's very powerful. It also makes life a lot easier if you're going from zero to whatever your goal is. Referrals are kind of the secret sauce. And it helps you in a number of ways, not the least of which is you spend less time prospecting and you spend more time selling. And anytime you can maximize your selling time, that's a great thing. So we wanted to talk a little bit about referrals. It's a skill that's not taught too much anymore. And and I do think it's a skill and a technique. And we invited Bill Cates, who's president of Referral Coach International and author of his third book on the subject, Beyond Referrals, How to Use the Perpetual Revenue System to Turn Referrals into High-Value Clients. And I think that's something every advisor would want. So with that, welcome, Bill. Great to be here. And in case you confuse anyone, it's not Bill Gates. He has a lot of money. He's trying to give a lot of money away. Bill Gates. Did I say Bill Gates? No, you didn't. I just didn't want people to get confused. Sometimes I think that, you know, Bill Gates is on the program and my job is to help you make a lot of money, right? I'm not giving so much away. I'm going to help you make a lot. Yeah. If if I thought I were interviewing Bill Gates, I would have charged for the interview. So, you know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you've authored three books and they're all available on Amazon and wherever fine books are purchased. Mm -hmm. Talk about the chronology very briefly of those books and how one leads into the other and how they go together. Because as I read, they are kind of a set. They are, to a degree. So actually four books available these days. And the first one is still available now and and the content is still highly relevant is uh, Get More Referrals Now. Covers basically four topics around becoming more referrable, customer client service, networking, getting out, meeting more people, asking for referrals, which is kind of a lost art. A lot of people think you shouldn't ask. I highly disagree and we can talk about that. And then targeting a market, a niche market. And then, uh, actually, Don't Keep Me a Secret came out because, number one, people love the phrase I popularized, the don't keep me, I didn't invent it, right? Don't keep this a secret, don't keep me a secret, don't keep the work we do. I had a two-book deal with McGraw-Hill, so I owed him a second book. So I took a lot of my blog posts and other things I've written and put it into a nice book. And, yeah, it's kind of a follow-on to that. And then beyond referrals, you know, I, you realize that as you develop what you do is that folks listening as they develop what they do you learn you evolve your clients change they evolve 
So the referral is not the end game, right? The referral is a means to the end. You talked about you can spend less time prospecting, more time selling. I'd say you actually can spend less time selling as well if you have people referred to you and introduced to you in the right way. And so that's all about beyond referrals is about not just referrals, but the introduction, getting connected so that everything goes faster, smoother. The borrowed trust works even more. And then from there, I wrote a book called Radical Relevance. And that was born out of all the coaching and interviews I've done with so many advisors over the years where the referral, the introduction will get the foot in the door, will open up the relationship. But if you don't have a highly relevant and compelling way to talk about your value, then you'll you'll lose them. And so it's about the value, how you talk about your value, how you talk about your differentiation, et cetera. So the, there indeed has been an evolution. Is there a reason, a singular reason why advisors don't ask for referrals? Is it it may be because they're not comfortable with their comfortable enough with their relationship, which means that they haven't sold properly. It could be the bottom line word is confidence, and you know why they don't feel confident could be a number of things. That could be one of the reasons. It could be they feel like they have to provide a certain amount of value first before they've earned the right, and there is some truth to that, but it's not usually as long into the relationship as they often think it has to be. You know, and if you don't feel confident about something, what do you feel? Well, doubt, fear, uncertainty, and so lack of action, clearly. So it's about learning a process, a good process. I know we'll give them a sense of that process here today. And then practicing, using it, refining it to the point where you have a predictable process where you feel confident. And that confidence needs to come through your clients. You don't want to be wishy-washy when you bring this up with clients. You know, it's a, David, it's not, David, you don't happen to know anyone who should know about the work I do. I mean, if you could think of someone, that'd be great. If you can't, that's okay. You know, I think I made you feel uncomfortable. I know I made myself feel uncomfortable. Why don't we forget we had this conversation? (laughs) So you don't want to look like that, right? And and nobody wants to look like that. And nobody wants to look like an over-aggressive life insurance agent. And I work with life insurance agents and I tell them the old methodologies, the agent-centered methodologies have polluted the waters for us. Nobody wants to look like that. I mean, life insurance is very important. And we all know what I'm talking about there, right? So you've got to find that happy medium of not being pushy, not being needy, and helping everyone feel comfortable and confident in the process. So what are the steps towards doing that? It sounds very easy to say, and I'm sure that it's more than just I'm flipping a switch in my head. Yeah, so a couple of different ways to look at this. Let's start with my main model, which is three words, basically. Uh, and I encourage folks to write this down if you're not driving. And the first one is engagement. Our studies have shown that it's not loyal, satisfied clients who give referrals and make introductions. It's engaged clients. What's an engaged client? Well, someone who feels engaged with your value. They like the things you teach. They like the th- the questions you ask that get them thinking in new ways that also teach they like your responsive service all those things right that's the value connection and then you got to make a personal connection because we know that all things being equal people do business with people they like all things not being equal people still do business with people they like so that that factor throughout the lifetime of the relationship is important so that's engagement and once we create that gate a sense of engagement We will get referrals, introductions without even asking. That's a barometer of our engagement with clients. And then when we do ask, we're going to have people more receptive. So the next word is leverage. 
how do we leverage that engagement? How do we become appropriately proactive? Two main ways, and we can dig deeper in this if you want. One is to, to promote introductions, and that's what most people do. They think they're asking, but they're really just promoting. They're suggesting the possibility of it. You know, if you run into anyone, you know, we're never too busy to see if we can help. And that has its place, but it's not the same as asking. And then there's the dreaded asking, and how do we do that in a way that works right? And I have a process for that. And then the final word in this trilogy is connection. So we create engagement, we leverage, we're appropriately proactive, and then we get introduced. Because these days, right, if, if you were B2C, there's a do not call list. You don't have that so much for benefit advisors, but you have all the other barriers that are there, right, that keep us from reaching people. People are hard to reach. And so how do we get through all that stuff? Well, we get introduced from someone they already trust. That's the straightest line to being relevant with someone who doesn't know us. And so we got to get introduced. And once we get introduced and we use the principles and tactics of engagement, well, guess what? That just continues and continues and continues. Engagement, leverage, connection, engagement, leverage, connection. So that's the overarching process that we need to create that continual flow. In social media, we talk a lot about social proof. People like to do what other people are doing. Yes. Is a referral kind of personal proof in that sense? I think it's the highest form of social proof. If you think about it, it's someone actually recommending you. Someone who, and in most cases, not always, but in most cases, they've actually used you and they're recommending you, right? Now you have centers of influence, accountants, attorneys, other business consultants that can also be sources of clients. And that's great. And there's usually some pretty good trust there but they haven't actually used you. But as long as the borrowed trust is high, that's the key. See, testimonials, as my friend Rich calls them, testimonials. Testimonials, that's social proof, right? Using someone as a reference, social proof. All different types of social proof, but the referral, the introduction, the recommendation in the introduction, that's one of the highest. And now, a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now back to our discussion. So moving along, one of the things you talk about, especially in the new book, is this perpetual revenue system. What is that? Why is it important? How does it work? Yeah, I pretty much gave it to you. It's the engagement leverage connection. Now, there's a little bit more to it. So what also is involved there is the mindset. And that actually has to come first so that you'll use the strategies and tactics that I teach and what do I mean by mindset around this? Well, mistaken assumptions, limiting beliefs. We're human, so we have mistaken assumptions and limiting beliefs. 
And sometimes we listen to a great podcast from David Saltzman. Sometimes we read a book. Sometimes we have a, a colleague or a friend that gives us a metaphorical slap upside the face and we can see things differently. Our awareness changes and then our options change, right? So I'll give you a, a few of them. One is leveraging the lifetime value of your clients. Are you thinking in terms of lifetime value? What's the lifetime value? Certainly the lifetime you can do business with them or the business you can do over a lifetime, which can be substantial. And any benefits advisor wants to keep their clients on the books, unless they're pain in the butt, but usually you want to keep them, right? And, but it's not just that. It's also who they can introduce you to over a lifetime. And a lot of people don't think, think about that. I'll tell you one specifically for benefits advisors. A lot of people think that referrals work in the B2C you know, environment, but not so much in the B2B. And the truth is it's actually easier in the B2B environment. Yeah, you're still human to human. I don't care whether it's B2B, B2C. And with that said, the fact that you're... So for instance, I work with a lot of wealth managers, financial advisors as well. Now we're talking about someone's personal financial world Talk about people getting private, right? A little harder to get referrals, introductions in that world. But in the benefits, business owners and CFOs, you know, COOs, they, they talk to each other. They compare resources. Who are you using for this? Who are you using for that? So it's just natural that you want to make that part. So that's part of your the mindset of thinking in those terms so that you'll see the opportunity that's in front of you. I'll give you one more of the mindset. There's a lot of them. But one more is... Some people think if I just serve the heck out of my clients, then they will give me referrals and all that I need. And I'd say that's half true. Yes, we need to serve the heck out of our clients. And some of those people will introduce us to others because some are inclined to do it on their own. But if we don't have a way to be proactive, then we're going to miss a tremendous amount of opportunity because they're just, not everybody's thinking about it, right? But if we bring it up, if we nudge the process, so we ask, many of them are happy to do it. So that's, that's also part of this system. When without the, the mindset, then I can give you all the strategies, tactics in the world. You won't use them. Right. And that's, you know, that's the problem for a lot of agents is they operate on the Don Juan concept. They're always in search of a new conquest. And if you get good at referrals, conquests get delivered to you to, to kind of stretch the metaphor to a place where it shouldn't have gone. What are value discussions? So the value discussion... David, it's probably the most important thing I've been teaching for 25, 26 years now in this. And it, it's really, it's checking in. It's checking with, with prospects who are we're in the courtship process and we're teaching and they're learning and they're asking us questions. And it's to making sure the value is being delivered and they're, they're getting a sense of it. It's, it's a check-in when they decide to move forward and choose us. Right. I know letting go of your current firm was not an easy thing for you. I'm curious what tipped the scales, or I know you had several firms you were thinking about. It could be just a, a review meeting where every quarter or twice a year we, we put everything aside other than how's the communication. Uh, some people call it an expectations conversation. And essentially what we're doing here is, first of all, we're ferreting out any problems. And we, know, we all know that a relationship that's had a problem that's been handled well is a stronger relationship than one that's never had a problem. So, you know, we're looking for those ways to strengthen the relationship. But in these value check-ins, three things happen. First of all, you hear what they say, so you're learning about what you're doing and you get, you get better because you hear what different prospects and clients are saying about how they view what you do. 
you also are learning more about your client because you're seeing what they value. And the more context we have about our clients, the better we serve them, right? And the better we can anticipate problems and adjust our behavior if we need to. And then they're also getting in touch with the value because they're speaking it out, right? They have a sense of it because they're keeping their business with you. And, and maybe even, you know, their employees are happy. They're not getting complaints like they used to, etc. All right. So there's some real evidence there. But when they speak it out, it just becomes ever so much real for them. And that's where we're at a place where we can actually take the next step and be proactive. So this this value check-in, some call it an expectations check, some call it a communication review. This is something you want to do just as a matter of culture of dealing with your clients. Whether you ever ask for introductions or not, you still want to be, you and people who work with you want to be doing these check-ins. I want to circle back to something we touched on briefly earlier, which is turning referrals into introductions because they're two different things. How do you do that? And what, what's the challenge there? And how do you overcome that challenge? Well, a few things. First of all, when you're talking to prospects, clients, other centers of influence about this possibility of connecting you to other people, please use the word introductions. That's the word we want because we want to get connected. You and I here, yeah, we're talking about referrals. You'll hear me catch myself almost and say referrals slash introductions. But with clients, prospects that are use the word introductions. To me, the process is not complete if we haven't been introduced, if we haven't been connected in some way. Either it's an email handshake, could be in person sometimes, could be at one of the events, maybe a client appreciation event, and they bring somebody. There's, of course, there's lots of different ways to make the introduction. But we're not you know, done with this process until we get connected, until there's someone knowing we're reaching out, they know why we're reaching out, and they're interested in hearing from us. And so one of the, this is a big question because this is where a lot of folks get hung up, right? They find clients who are willing to do this, they're willing to chat, but the connection isn't consummated. The, I can't tell you how many coaching calls and my coaching clients, it, it, this is what comes up a lot. You know, Bill, I have a client, they said they're going to introduce me. It hasn't happened yet. How do I go back to them? Well, it's got to be part of your initial process. You got to talk about what it's going to look like so people feel comfortable and think of it this way. All right. So before the pandemic, I used to ask this question. I still do. When the Food and Drug Administration is approving a drug for the market, it's looking for two criteria. And nobody usually knew what that was. Now everybody knows, right? Safe and effective. Well, that's what we want the introductions to be. Safe in that we want our clients, our referral source and the prospective client to feel comfortable in how we're being introduced. And we want it to be effective. So we want to at least pique that prospect's interest in hearing from us. So if we use that as the overarching principle here, safe and effective, then we'll work to do that and we'll make sure people do feel comfortable and we come up with a time frame and we talk about what they're going to say and how the prospect's going to react so that we get a good, solid connection. You said that this has to be part of your initial process. And I think back a million years ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth and I was trained in selling, I was told that. I was told that part of the conversation was after, you know, you got the app and you took the check and all of that stuff was, you know, I hope if, if you're happy with my service and whatnot, you know, you'll refer me to, to friends and family and whatnot. How do you do that in a more subtle way than that? And yet still include in your practice, in your open. So it's almost an expectation. Yes. And there's a good word there, expectation. I believe that it should 
it should be our expectation. In other words, we should have, we should bring confident awareness, meaning we're confident in the value that we bring. There's probably not anybody that we can get introduced to we can't help in some way. That's the confidence. And then the awareness. We, If we understand the lifetime value of our clients, if we understand that this is the best way to meet people, if we understand that some clients are happy to make these introductions, then we're paying attention. We're, our curiosity muscle is is exercised and we're coming up with a bit of an inventory of people that they might be able to introduce us to. So that's the confident awareness. That's the our ability to be expectant of this. Now, I don't believe that we should say to a prospect, I expect you to do this, right? I get paid in two ways. That's the old methodology that I don't believe is appropriate. Now, can it work? Yeah, and probably any process is better than no process, but that's all about you and we really want, don't want to create that pressure, especially early on in a new relationship. So what we're talking about here is is promoting. How do we promote this? How do we introduce it into a conversation early on? Now, what you just said to me, and I think that's where you and I met. It was, uh, you know, a dinosaur almost ran it out, ran us over and we were running from it. But <laughs> so to say to a prospect, you know, David, one of my goals is to serve you so well, to bring so much value to you and to your employees that if it comes up naturally, you'll feel inclined to recommend me. If anybody asks you who's who's helping you with your benefits, you'll think of me and you'll feel comfortable recommending me. How's that sound? Now, that's not a bad thing to say because I foreshadow this. I tell you that this is, this is a goal. So I'm going to work hard in making that happen. And in the benefits business, because you're talking with owners and C-level folks a lot of times, they get this. They understand this. And they want you to work hard for them. There are other things you can say. There are things like I mentioned earlier, David, if you say, hey, Bill, this is great. You know, I'm learning some things I didn't even understand about this business. Great. David, I'm glad you're seeing the value. You know, please, please don't keep this a secret out there. You know, we, we're never too busy to see if we can bring our, our value sure. to other people. Right. So there's lots of little things you can bring into this early on and throughout the relationship. Now, that's promoting. It's not asking. And it definitely has its place. We've got about a minute left, and one of the things that I want everybody to know is that Bill's been nice enough to give us access, it'll be in the show notes, to a free e-guide. Can you give us a real quick description of what that e-guide is and why people ought to be going and downloading it? Yeah, so it's exponentialgrowthguide.com, and it really is a, a pretty good encapsulation of eight strategies that we've really talked about here today, but a little more depth about being more referable. And we go into a little more depth about your messaging and how to make sure you have relevant messaging. And so it's just a, a, I think you'll find very valuable, pretty quick read, something you can share with other people in your firm and start to see, all right, we're good at this, but we could probably do this a little bit better. So it's a guide to get you started into action. And that's a great place to end our conversation for today. Bill Cates, president of Referral Coach International, author of four, five, six, more to come books and an expert on this subject. If you want to up your game in getting referrals, just click on Bill's logo on the shiftshapersonline.com website and you'll be able to connect with him and ask questions and seek out his help. Bill, thanks so much for sharing your expertise with our audience today. David, I appreciate it. I believe in the work that you and your audience does. It's important work and I'm happy to contribute. Thanks. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.